following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. Well, June, I've been waiting for, uh, I guess, 24 hours now. Oh. Uh, <laughs> we started last night to talk about the uh, the book, the 31-day devotional, <laughs> Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. And I was wondering, uh, because so many people start this, uh, they can start it in January. They can start it really any day they want to because it uh, goes through 31 days of a devotional that uh, people can go through and have gone through month after month, and it's helped mm-hmm. them. You know differently each time, but uh, this this devotional. I was asking you, which is your favorite day of that devotional? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, I, you did ask last night. Okay, I'm patient. Uh, I I <laughs> good. I, I am. Uh, it's it's day twenty nine. I am holy before God. Hmm. Uh, the 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 point is, it's got thirty one I am statements based on the Bible, and uh, based on the. Specific scripture, 1 Thessalonians 4, 7. God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Now, the reason I like this is because I remember thinking, holy, gosh, that means perfect. It doesn't mean perfect, by the way. Um, And so it's like, have you ever had difficulty with the scripture, be holy because I am holy? That's verse Peter one sixteen. Be holy because I am holy, meaning God is speaking. And because most people think being holy is synonymous with being sinless, they think, well, who can possibly be holy? It's unattainable. Only God can be holy. Well, uh, so this is what I wrote. One day a friend said to me, I know holy means set apart. And that's what it does mean, set apart. But I don't want to be set apart. It sounds like having a constant case of measles. (laughs) Unfortunately, some people consider a holy person as one who lives a monk-like existence, praying 24 hours a day so as not to sin. Holiness, however, does not bring isolation, but integration. Integration of the character of Christ in you for his nature to be expressed through you. Nature simply means that which is natural. When I was a little girl, I kept trying to think, how how do I explain this? My my Uncle Jimmy walked me through his watermelon patch in Idabel, Oklahoma, holding up a tiny black seed. He said, these big melons grew from the seeds just like this one. Now, that seemed impossible to me. Yet 80 miles from Idabel is the town of Hope, Arkansas, where something more impossible came reality. Lloyd Bright gave his watermelon seed the care and environment to grow naturally. The result? A world record watermelon. So how how heavy do you think that would be? A uh, hundred pounds. No okay, two hundred and sixty-eight point eight. That in this case, a two hundred sixty-eight point eight pound watermelon. Now, how? Well, 
watermelon seeds simply do what comes naturally to them. They grow. Their seeds are set apart by God for that purpose. So when you're set apart by God, holiness is natural. The Father is the gardener. Christ is the seed. With Christ in you, you are set apart to grow and become like him. 1 John 3, 9 explains, No one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in him. He cannot go on sinning. So it's natural, listen to this, it's natural for the Lord not to sin. Therefore, with God's seed in you, it becomes increasingly natural for you not to sin. What seems impossible becomes possible. Now this is important here. You are set apart from sin and set apart to God. You will not become instantly sinless, but you will sin less and less Mm -hmm. and less as you see yourself through God's eyes and with his presence inside you. This is important. He will produce the impossible through you. Why settle for anything less? The key here is understanding that the imperishable seed is Christ and what he does is he lives in us when we receive him as our personal Lord and Savior. Jeff, a lot of people have no idea. They think becoming a Christian is is you adopt the Ten Commandments and right. you have that as a mental ideal and you just try to keep the Ten Commandments and you know just but but it is so much more than that is not it's not that at all actually it is humbling your heart receiving Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior and when you receive him he literally that the Bible says it's Christ in you the hope of glory so with him on the inside of us what we cannot do in our natural state because he is supernatural he can do anything he wishes he does he can perform any miracle but the issue is he on the inside of us will enable us to be what we could not be on our own It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our Keys for Living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their life. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get to our caller in just a moment. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd like to help you access God's hope through our resources and whatever would help you the most if you talk to them about the situation you're dealing with and uh, you can uh, get some resources from them either on our website, which would be some free resources there or quick reference guides, or you can get some titles uh, sent to you and you can get it right in your hands pretty quickly. They'll be happy to do that. Uh, As June was just talking about the uh, devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes, that is available through customer support as well. And uh, I'll give you the number again in just a moment, but uh, that is, uh, again, the uh, devotional that has has helped so many people and what we give to each night's caller when they come on for the first time. And we uh, would like to like to get that in as many hands as possible. So give us a call and we can order that for you, get it out to you. It also, by the way, includes a leader's guide in the back of the book there, a pretty comprehensive leader's guide for study groups. There are, uh, we hear about even uh, just all the time that are, there are groups going on, study groups who are, are going through this very devotional, and uh, there's a leader guide associated with that as well that you can help your group go through that. The number to uh, get to customer support is 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Now, maybe there's something going on in your life you'd like to speak with June about that on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night. Just give us a call at 800-917. That's 800-NIGA. HT17 and just call leave a message for us we'll get back to you and talk to you about being on an upcoming hope in the night that number again 800 night 17 800 644 4817 and we look forward to hearing from you well let's get to our caller for tonight and we welcome a listener in Maryland who listens online we welcome tonight Nikki well hello Nikki welcome to hope Hi, how are you? Uh, hi, I'm blessed. Good to talk with you. So, how can we help you? When I originally called in, um, I called because I wanted to talk about some struggles that I was having in my marriage. Um, but over time, I actually realized that more of what I'm struggling with is understanding how to really receive um the Lord and and allow Him to transform me. Um, I think that I have an intellectual understanding of who God uh-huh. is and 
who Jesus is and what he's done. But that intimate relationship is is something that I struggle to develop and allow to develop me. Um, but in terms of my marriage, my husband has been severely church hurt, and mm. that has um, manifested in a number of ways in our marriage. Um, but one of the most difficult things for us to kind of come along on the same page would be what what does love look like and how does Jesus define love and you know what is forgiveness and how does Jesus define that and um, my husband seems to not always agree with what the word of God says in a way that I understand mm-hmm. and so it also call it, it often causes conflict between us because my final authority is the Word of God, whereas mm. there are some questions that my husband might have about the Word that leads him to not allow it to be his final authority. Hmm. So how long have you been married? We've been married for about a year and a half, but together dating for longer than that. Okay. And... You married him because? Because I loved him. Okay. Because I felt like God made or called us to be married. Okay. So, um, could you tell me approximately how old are you and how old is he? I am 30 or just turned 31 and my husband is 34. Okay. So, um, it, these are important questions that you just asked. Uh, what does love look like? What What is the real meaning of love? And you said, basically, um, you're, you're wanting not just a, a Valentine's uh, candy. <laughs> it's not, it's not, not the ooey-gooey love. What, what is authentic love and um, what does forgiveness look like uh, and um, you said your husband has been basically hurt by the church is that what you you're mm-hmm. saying and so what yeah. what was so severe that um, it was a, a, a deep hurt for him um, I don't know you know all the details of that I do know that He grew up in the church. Um, He grew up with Christian parents. And for me, I believe it might be the start of, or the start of it might be his, he lost his mother when he was very young to cancer. Mm. And um, from there, uh, he was raised by his stepfather. And um, I don't think that he felt very loved by his stepfather. Mm. And Mm -hmm. as he became an adult, he became, you know, he he would go to church, and he had a lot of questions about the Bible. He would ask um, various pastors, and he didn't really feel like his questions were answered. He didn't really feel like um, he was he was understood. Um, mm-hmm. And from from there, I think there was other things like hypocrisy that he might have witnessed. Um, 
lack of guidance, lack of help when he asks for it, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you uh, for giving some explanation to that. Um, I think it's essential what you ultimately said you know you really want to understand how to have uh, an intimate uh, relationship with the Lord himself. And that's huge. And you see that there's a a lack there. So we've got a a good, uh, significant, in fact, there's a lot of significance in what you've you've asked about. Let me give a, um, even though it's one of the last things you mentioned, um, you know, what, what, what really is love according to how God would see this? I'm, I'm going to mention, we have an English word love. In Greek, there are four different words. And I, I remember learning this and I thought, this is so helpful. Um, there's a, a Greek word, storge, which means natural human affection. It would be like what I say when people uh, go to a hospital. There will be one place where there are a number of people gathered looking through a window, and it's where the babies are. There's something about us. We love the little little babies. Uh, we were drawn to, it could be little kittens, little puppies, you know, but it's, it's, but in this case, it's a, like a, your own little child. Um, sometimes there's a phrase, this is a baby only a mother could love. <laughs> but there is natural human affection in that way. So the second word is eros, E-R-O-S, from which we get the word erotic, but it doesn't have to mean sexual uh, um, sexual activity. Uh, it is it it's, means really passion. Uh, and uh, the third word is phileo, and this is the city of brotherly love. That's Philadelphia. Well, it's phileo, uh, the city of brotherly love, and. It is, it, I call it the love of liking. I really, really, really like being with you. Um, it is an enjoyment of, sometimes you think of fellowship, two fellows in one ship, you, you know, like two, 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 two guys in a boat, just enjoying each other. Uh, and then the highest form of love is agape, A-G-A-P-E, agape love in the Bible. We see God is love. Um, the, the word agape is, is, if we were able to read in Greek, it would be a form of agape. So now what that means, and this is important, it is a love not of emotion, but I call it devotion. I'm devoted to do what is in your best interest, Nikki, no matter what you do, no matter what you don't do. It is literally, it is doing what is the highest good for the other person, 
what is the highest and best for another person. It's one way. It's, it's not mutual. One person of the two people, if there are two people, uh, can live with agape love toward the other person. The ideal would be both would have that same commitment to do what's best for one another. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. And therefore, when you look at people, um, I mean, I, you know, I can say I love coconut cream pie. Yeah, I do. But it's a different kind of love, do you understand, than what when we are saying, I, I, I want to have the kind of love. This is, this is why there's a scripture that says, love your enemies. Well, yeah. I remember thinking, how is it? That, that, that can't be. That must be just some ideal. But see, I didn't understand. I, I was a new Christian. I did not have any concept of what love meant from God's point of view. So what, so what, what could I do if I loved my enemy? And my enemy at that time was my dad because of the painful way he treated my mother especially. Uh, it's, it's not so much how he treated me. I, I, you know, it's like, hurt me, but don't hurt her. Well, right. the fact is, she. So, so when I think of, I remember thinking, love your enemies. Then after becoming a Christian, I thought, oh, hmm, he, he really would be my enemy. So what could I do? I remember thinking, if it's in his best interest to do what is in the best interest of another person, I remember thinking, what would be meaningful to him? And I remember exactly what it was. So ahead of time, I found something he was always losing, uh, an address book, and he would yell out, where's my address book, where's my address book? And I remember intentionally finding it ahead of time. And then when he yelled out, Where's my? I, I said, I know where it is, Dad. I'll go get it. And I just slipped away, away out of my chair. I went and got it and just put it by his side. And from that point on, I had a whole different view because I wanted to understand how do I love in a godly way? And what, what is God's love like? And that's what he does with us. He only does what is in our best interest. It, and I uh, thank God that that is true, literally. June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as grief and loss, abuse and trauma, depression and suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. 
Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of this ministry, and we thank you. If you have any questions about tonight's topic, or any number of topics, really, we have over 100 keys for living to help you address what's going on in your life. Just call customer support. They're at 800-488-HOPE, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll help you access the resources that you need. We have one that we'll recommend tonight called Forgiveness, Releasing You is Freeing Me. And that and so many other resources are available by calling customer support, again, at 800-488-HOPE, 800 488 4673. Also, you can check out our website for more resources there at hopefortheheart.org slash store. Take a look around there. You'll find keys for living that are being updated all the time. Also, our Lifeline to Hope online training, as uh, well as June's many biblical resources and music CDs are there as well at uh, hopefortheheart.org slash store. Now let's get back to our conversation with Nikki. Well, my friend, You've asked uh, a number of significant uh, questions, wanting clarification. Um, We'll get to forgiveness if we can, or we'll talk again and get to that. But uh, you began with, I want to understand how to have, it's it's like you're saying, a, a true intimate relationship with the Lord. Um... And I know you kind of qualified. Uh, describe how you feel your your relationship has been thus far uh, with God. Um, I feel like I feel like at times I keep God at a at a distance mm-hmm. because there's this part of me that understands that, you know, that he's trustworthy. Um, but I have a lot of trust issues. Mm. And I think that subconsciously I don't allow myself to trust God completely. Mm. And so mm. that 
often shows up in my life as, you know, I'll pray about something and I'll want to stand in faith, but what ends up happening is I, I really stand in fear and anxiety, um, not really trusting that God's promises mm-hmm. will prevail. Mm-hmm. Got it. That makes me want to ask a question. Did you have in your in your upbringing um, was there someone who was untrustworthy in your life, a mother or a father, and was there some kind of treatment that was not right in God's sight? My father was physically sick, and my mother was mentally ill, and um, my mother was very emotionally and physically abusive. My father was very neglectful because I think in some ways he felt powerless due to his physical ailment, Mm -hmm. so I never felt protected by my father. Mm. And I never felt like I could run to him for that safety that every little girl dreams they should have from their dad. Yes, yes. Well, my friend, it's important to realize when children are growing up, all of us as children, if, if we hear the word God and try to comprehend God, uh, children are literalists until they go through puberty. It's like table, chair, fork, knife, spoon. Those are tangibles. And they think in tangibles concrete things, uh, abstract, um, that which they can't see is very, very difficult. So when we hear, as children, the word God, we need to relate it to something because the Bible says that God is spirit now, we're talking about the the word that the word God. God. Um, how do we understand what that is if we're children? Well, what's typical is a child will think of the adult, typically a father could be a mother, but who has, whoever has the most power. Because they know, if they begin to hear about God, they'll know that he has power, but they will think either the father, usually the father. Now, you said that your father was physically sick and... You did not feel protective. You didn't feel protected by him. 
protected in life. Am I correct that that's what you said? Yes. Do you realize then what children do is they put the characteristics of the most powerful one onto God, in this case, God the Father. They will put the earthly characteristics of the Father onto the not the earthly, but the heavenly Father. So it's understandable that you would not feel protected by God. It's so easy to understand that there can be trust issues because, in truth, neither of your parents were trustworthy. Correct? That's correct. Okay. Therefore, the good news is for you, for you to focus on what is the character of God as an adult, meaning for you to realize, oh, what are the characteristics of God? Well, based on the Bible, and this again is based on what the Bible states clearly, um, you look at how he is, there's, there are many characteristics that, are, that we're told. The God of compassion, I, I love that. Compassion is not just sympathy. It is not it's even more than empathy. It's, uh, sympathy says, I'm sorry you're hurt. Empathy says, I'll hurt with you. Compassion says, I'll, I'll hurt with you and I'll be there for you. I'll stick around until the hurt is gone. Does that part make sense? It does. Okay. And... It's so much more than that. By the way, there are natural attributes, like um, it's the essence of being God, which would be he's all-knowing, all-powerful, uh, all, always present. In other words, omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent. He's eternal, not bound by time. Um, He's uh, unchanging. It's the word immutable. There are, are, are a number of other specific characteristics that only, characteristics that only God has. Um, self-existent, self-sufficient, infinite, transcendent, sovereign. But there are these moral attributes. It's the character of God that relates to his creation, that would be us, outwardly. And therefore, you look at he is righteous. This is absolute goodness. It's, um, he is always right at whatever he does. Um, 
The Bible says, Righteous are you, O Lord, and your laws are righteous. Or your laws are right. Um, he is just. It's, it's even beyond fairness. Merciful. Uh, long-suffering. Meaning patient, patient, patient. Wise. He has perfect choices. He cannot make a mistake. He is... The word, the word good can sound so weak, but it's just like in purest of motives. You would never have to question a motive of God. Um, so these are some of his characteristics. Um, he's faithful. He will always keep his promises. That's not true of all people, and I think you know that. Um, yes. He's um, uh, loving. He always seeks your highest good. He will do what is in your best interest because you asked about love. So it's seeking the best for you no matter what, whatever is right, and, and doing what is most positive and selfless in in regard to you. Um, it's interesting that if you think of the word, um, he's called a jealous God. Now, normally we think of jealousy as negative. But right. when, let's say there is a covenant commitment between a husband and wife, it is, I'm just going to be specific, you have not shared anything like this with me, but just let, I'll, we'll, we'll just say, if, if um, you saw your husband being drawn to someone else, it is normal for there to be a type of, it's, it's unwilling to share what is rightfully yours in your relationship with him. And so that is how he is with us. In other words, it is, it is appropriate for you to have jealous feelings. Now, what you do with that needs to be right, done, done in the right way. But God is called a jealous. He says, I am a jealous God. And that's when you have a relationship with the Lord. And that's what he wants you to do is to enter into a, a true relationship with him. And we'll explain that, but it then it is it is because of a covenant vow that he enters into a relationship with you, and therefore to violate that is painful. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our keys for living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. 
When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually, they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God Himself, and He's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver. We want to help you, and we want to help you help others. Well, if you have any questions about the topic of salvation, you can call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'll help you uh, to get pointed to the free downloads of our quick reference guides through our website, hopefortheheart.org. And again, their number is 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. While you call them, you might ask for our keys for living on forgiveness. Releasing you is freeing me. And those and many other resources are available by calling them. So uh, get in touch as soon as you can and and, uh, get some help for what you're dealing with in your life. Let's uh, return to our conversation with Nikki. Well, Nikki, I'm going to be very candid with you. Um, I, at one time, uh, I was in a church, and then all uh, when I was a teenager, I was exposed to authentic Christianity. I didn't know anything about the Bible um, in the church I was in first, first for years, for a number of years, and um, then uh, I got around people who clearly had something that I did not have. I was asked, are you a Christian? And I was sincere. I said yes. But I was sincerely wrong. I didn't even know what that meant. And I did not um, have a trust in my father uh, because he had multiple women and um, he had actually three families going on at the same time. And I remember the very first scripture that ever meant anything to me when I now was exposed to the Bible was um, a scripture that I needed to understand and needed, needed to act on. It was in Proverbs, which is the book on wisdom, 
Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. He will make your path straight. And I was not verbal. I hardly talked at all because uh, nobody had my situation. And I'm just thinking about you. You uh, were in a painful situation like I was. We had different scenarios, but still, uh, neither of us had trustworthy um, situations, did we? No. And I, I, I could tell. I just watched and watched and watched. I wanted to see if what I was seeing in the lives of the students, the high school students, was this real? Because I was drawn to whatever they had. Again, I didn't speak. I told no one about my family situation. And I uh, was very analytical. I wasn't emotional. Um, I, I, I don't know, though, exactly what your spiritual journey was. Uh, in fact, could you, could you share with me, when I say spiritual journey, you know, uh, uh, what, what was going on at home? I, I know you said your mom was emotionally abusive, your father was physically sick, but then also there were some, he, he didn't protect you. So what, uh, what was your situation? Uh, when were you exposed to church? Did you all, what, 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 was, what was going on in your life? Um, quote-unquote, spiritually, or what was not going on? When, when I was very young, um, my parents divorced when I was about eight years old. Ah. Prior, prior to them divorcing, I remember my mom and my dad took us to church maybe a handful of times. Mm-hmm. But the subject of God wasn't really something that was spoken about in our home. So mm-hmm. we went to church, but I don't think I really understood why we went to church or, you know, who this person of God was. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't really have prayer in our home. There wasn't any kind of structured family devotion. So mm-hmm. it was really just an activity that was done. And then once my parents divorced, we stopped going altogether. Mm-hmm. And so later, did you have any exposure uh, to people who said they knew God? Or what, what went on from there? I want to say when I got into middle school, um, my mother... I think that she was on a search for her own spiritual um, needs, mm-hmm. and 
often she would get invitations from other people to go visit their churches, so she would take me and my sister with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of how I became re-exposed to the church and um, things of Christianity. And it wasn't until I was 17 and I was pregnant and my mother put me out of the house. Mm. And it just so happened that um, a few weeks or maybe a few months prior to that happening, we had visited a church and I met this woman there and I had asked for her contact information just because um, she had she was a new member at the church and she had got on on stage and mentioned that she was bilingual and I was very very interested in learning Spanish I was taking Spanish in high school and so I reached out to the lady um, because I wanted her to tutor me in Spanish that was my goal or my intention mm-hmm. and every time we tried to connect um, to you know do a tutoring session it just kind of never worked out. But for whatever reason, when my mother told me that I had to leave her home, this lady's Mm -hmm. name was the first person that came up in my mind to call. And when I called her, she picked up the phone so immediately, and she was like, I could tell that this was not about Spanish. This Mm -hmm. is something else. And um, it was through her that I came to Christ, that I accepted Jesus. She took me into her home. Um, She mothered me. She took me to Mm. church. She ministered to me. And um, it was just, it was a phenomenal experience for me. Mm -hmm. That was my first time experiencing unconditional love and concern. Mm. What a gift you received from her. Um, Did you have difficulty, though, trusting God? I want to say yes, and the reason mm-hmm. <laughs> why, because I I have children now, but that pregnancy, I lost a miscarriage, and mm-hmm. that was after I received Christ. So I think I, I went into a, a mental space of not understanding, like, God, I, I accepted your son, you know, I came to you, I, I received you, I prayed, and... Why would you take my baby from me? And I, mm-hmm. I just couldn't understand. I didn't understand then. And I went on to lose three more children after that. And, um, yeah, that was a very difficult thing for me to wrap my head around. Yes, yes. I'm so sorry for the losses that you had. Um, I think I, 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 I'm very much identifying with some of the things you're saying, just on a personal level. But I had to figure out what was there's there's an, there's going to church and there's seeing Jesus and the like the Good Shepherd Jesus. Uh, but trusting God is a different thing, even though Jesus is God. And I think this is why you were starting out. Your words to me 
were, because I wrote down as fast as I could, so they're not complete. You said, I want to understand how to have an intimate relationship with God. That's what I wrote. That's what you were saying to me. And that's what he wants with you. Now, the thing is, if if you were to see someone walking on the street, you'd never seen this person. If I could guarantee to you that person would never do one thing wrong toward you, that person would be wise, absolutely trustworthy, and I could absolutely guarantee that. Would you be willing to trust that that man if I guaranteed it? Yeah, I would say so. I think that in theory, that would be what we all want. (laughs) Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, I can say that I, if if I, you know, like if I said this person cannot make a mistake, I could say all that. And, but, but the thing is, I can't guarantee a person could not make a mistake. But if I say, but if you literally look at God, he cannot make a mistake. He cannot lie. He is not like any human being. And what he says is, I want you to trust me with your life. Not just trust me intellectually, mentally. It's, and that's why it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. In fact, He will enable you to know the path to be on. And that is huge. I think we need to talk again. If Would you like for us to talk again? I would. Okay. Because this is a, this is a huge issue, and I appreciate the depth of your questions because you are a serious thinker, and I hear that. Well, it's important because God wants to use you in His world here, and He wants you to literally entrust your life to Him. It's one thing to know that there is a God and that, yes, there is Jesus who died on the cross for you, but to enter into that intimate relationship, that's what I'm hearing you want. So what we'll do is we'll set up a time, and I want you, meanwhile, to be praying, God, enable me to have a hunger for you and to understand how to have an intimate relationship with you. We will send resources out to tonight's caller, including the devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. We send those free of charge. That's because of your generous support of this ministry. And if you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate. And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday. 
8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.